I'm with Allison and Erica. <laughs> I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. Hello, I am Allison, and I am here in beautiful Provo, Utah. Hello, and I'm Eric. Okay. He he doesn't <laughs> want to be introduced by me, apparently. So I read the intro to the podcast every time. It's not pre-recorded. I wonder if they can tell that um when listening that it's slightly different each time like I put different inflection in different places as I was reading the intro today I really put a lot of emphasis on the goal of our podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen and we hope you feel a tad more empowered lightened up and awesome than you did before here is the thing my beautiful gorgeous awesome empire friends we are not going to feel good all of the time We are not going to feel awesome and empowered and lightened up and great all of the time. That's why our goal with this podcast is to help you maybe go from like a five to a six. As Fiona says, a little bit better. A little bit better. Oh, that's so right. A little bit better. (laughs) So that's perfect for nobody cares about your kids. A little bit better. This is something that I really, really hope serves you. If this podcast does this for you, I want you to right now, we've talked about this before, but let's do it. This is episode 82, woo, and here's the thing to do. Right now, I want you on a scale from zero to 10 to tell me where you're at. Zero is I am a worthless piece of crap. You you wouldn't be listening to the podcast if you were at a zero because you wouldn't have been able to lift your finger to push play. <laughs> That's what a zero is, okay? you might You might be a 0.5. I'll give you that. But if you pushed play on this podcast, you're at least a 0.5 on the scale. All the way up to 10, which is kind of a manic, I feel so awesome, I think I might die because I'm going to explode and I don't know how to contain my energy. Mark whatever number, write it down. Really, you need to write it down, make a little note in your phone, say it out loud. If you say it out loud, let's say you're feeling like a five, attach a rhyming word to it. So five, I'm alive. Six, I'm gonna pick up some sticks. And, and that's just a memory technique. I'm I'm reading this cool book about memory, and that's a memory technique to really help you associate the word or the the number in this case. Okay, so then at the end of the podcast, Eric, remind me to ask them where they're at. Okay. And and do this with anything. Do this with the podcast. Do this with going for a run. Do this with watching a television show. Do this when you hop on your phone to look at Instagram. Ask yourself, how do I feel afterwards? Because so much of life is habits. It's habits, habits, habits. That's why 98% of the thoughts you have today are the same as the thoughts you had yesterday. It's because so much of your life is driven by your habits. It's not because you're just an idiot who's not having new thoughts. It's because you don't, you know, need to learn how to pick up a fork every time it's time to pick up a fork. It becomes a habit. But that's also why it's so important, I believe, to pay attention to our habits. Yes. So this morning, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling empowered. And this morning, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to do every freaking positive habit that I have because the last few days, I have not been doing those. It's a freaking weekend. It's a freaking (laughs) weekend. The weekends are always a little rough for me. I become aimless and have existential crisis almost every weekend. So I'm trying to put these habits in she place. She wants a seven-day work week. That's I what really, she's saying. 
<laughs> so this is something I'm working on. Okay, I'm very excited about episode 82. You've got your starting awesome point. Say it out loud. And this is episode 82, Beware the Curse of Padded Thoughts. <laughs> what is a padded thought? Why is there the curse of padded thoughts? So here is why a padded thought is like a curse. So here's the visual we want to give to you. Also, P.S., by the way, the pants I'm wearing today are legitimate, like, plastic. They're tiger pants. I've got a photo shoot after this. They've got to be really hot. They are. They are. I was wearing them around New York and it was oh, it was hell on earth. I'm like, always warm, so those look like a nightmare. They, so the fun thing about these plasticky tiger pants is I wore them at our last Build an Awesome Brand workshop and I drop like like a hot drop it like it's hot and I ripped the crotch open from dropping it like it was hot. So moving on. It was on, so hot. It was so hot, guys. So moving on, what is a padded thought? A padded thought is basically any thought or story or narrative that you create to help you feel better. Now, there can be empowering thoughts that help you feel a little more awesome than you did before. New information, right? Mantras, realizations, uh, different things like that. But what we're focusing today is why what padded thoughts are and why they're a curse. And this is the best way for me, I think, to think about them. And Eric and I made this up. We made this up when we were driving to the airport and I was reeling and panicked and we'll go into that. But think of it like putting on padding like you're a football player. And you're building this padding around yourself and you're making or like you're you're putting on one of those sumo wrestler suits, right? <laughs> In pieces. In just... pieces. And you're like putting on the arm piece and the other arm piece and you're, you're pulling up the legs with the diaper on them. And you're literally putting these padded thoughts around you to, to protect you. You believe that they're protecting you. But the crazy thing about padded thoughts and why they are a curse is because they're going to always leave you thirsty. They're going to always leave you wanting for more because they're not actually quenching the thirst. It's like building your happiness and your well-being on a house of cards. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it's like. So we, as you know, love Michael Singer. We love The Untethered Soul. So we have a great excerpt from The Untethered Soul that Eric's going to read, and then we're going to get more into this because you're like, wait, I don't get it. I'm confused. Hang with us because this is really good. Okay. He says, this is a paragraph uh, on page 91. He says, if you mistreat an animal, it becomes afraid. This is what has happened to your psyche. You have mistreated it by giving it a responsibility that is incomprehensible. Just stop for a moment and see what you have given your mind to do. You have said to your mind, I want everyone to like me. I don't want anyone to speak badly of me. I want everything I say to be acceptable and pleasing to everyone. I don't want anyone to hurt me. I don't want anything to happen that I don't like. And I want everything to happen that I do like. Okay, so I just want to interrupt for a second. This idea of everyone must like me. Say some of them again. I want everyone to like me. I don't want anyone to speak badly of me. I don't me. want anyone to speak badly. I want everything I say to be acceptable and pleasing to everyone. Okay, so these are rules that we create for ourselves. And what these rules are are like, if everyone speaks nicely about me, what that really means is then I'll know I'm a good person or then I'll know that I'm lovable or then I'll know that I'm worthy. So we create these rules and then now this is kind of the padded thoughts, the next part. And then you say, now mind, figure out how to make every one of these things a reality, <laughs> even, even if you have to think about it day and night. And of course your mind says, I'm on the job. I will work on it constantly. So and, can I say something real yeah. quick? Yeah. 
like I think this might help now in the pot in this episode. These these are all based not around your true self. Yes. These are all based on your ego. Yes. And I think if we say that now, then we can start identifying which thoughts are serving yourself or your ego, right? Yes. But the idea here is we were driving to the airport and I was going to do a keynote and I was very anxious about it. I I think that when I tell you guys I get anxious before I speak, you like let that go in passing. Like, oh, she gets nervous before she speaks. Like sometimes before I speak, like I consider having Eric take me to the hospital because my panic is that extreme. And like that sounds like really extreme, but like like that's the only option I can see is like getting out of it. Yeah. Like it's it's that intense, it's that that dire. And over the last couple of years it's gotten a lot better, but because this was a different type of speaking engagement, like all of the things, all of my padded thoughts that I put around how I feel okay to go into a speaking engagement, the house of cards crumbled. And that's why padded thoughts are so dangerous. Exactly. So I was then driving to the airport with Eric and I was trying to construct new padded thoughts. Yeah, you were trying to make everything okay. You're trying you're trying to construct these walls. Oh, this is gonna Okay, so I feel good about this. Okay, that one's built. Now I'm gonna build another thought on Okay, that. so I've done this, this, and this. So um, okay, now everything's okay here. Okay, right? And it's and he just kept saying that's when this idea of padded thoughts, he kept being like, no, that's, no, you're just creating another alternate reality. And I just, I had an epiphany and this goes for me and everyone that by me supporting her and building these, I I saw, I saw visually in my mind that we are like, these are padding thoughts and she's going to crumble again. If, if, if it doesn't go exactly to these rules she was making. And I told her, I said, I don't want to help you do this. It was so annoying because I was like, well, I've done this and, you know, I've prepared this way and I'll go and I'll do this. And, and he's like, no. And it was really annoying because he's like, I know I was I annoying you. I won't subscribe. I won't support these thoughts. So how does this affect you? How does this apply to you? And why are we doing an episode on the curse of the padded thoughts is this exact reason, right? I had created a scenario. I had created all of these thoughts, this big, beautiful structure of ideas and things that will help me do these hard things. And the second one not one thing, several things were shifted. It all came crumbling down. Right. What we do with padded thoughts is we build them around the things that we're most sensitive about. And what are the things that we're most sensitive about? Like Eric said, it's our ego. It's the external things we use to identify ourselves. So for example, one of the things about me is I'm a great speaker. And this is something I've worked. Yeah, you are I've worked a fantastic really, speaker. And, and I am a good speaker, but this is something I've worked really hard on. And like, I say it with a lot of confidence now. And then when things start to threaten that, I don't have any value. I don't have any worth because part of my worth is I'm this great speaker. And if something starts to threaten that, it threatens my sense of value and worth. And by threaten that, it's threatening these padded thoughts. It's not actually threatening Allison, the speaker. It's threatening the construct that you made in your mind. See, you just did it again. And that's so annoying. Yeah, exactly. See, do you see what he's doing? It was so... (laughs) Right? Because I'm not a great speaker. You're not a great mom. You're not a perfect spouse. You're not a perfect friend. You're not the nicest person in the neighborhood. You are consciousness. You are awareness. 
You are just a person. You might happen to exhibit some of those traits, but they don't mean anything about you other than what you decide to make them mean. You might pride yourself on being a wonderful pie maker, but when your neighbor doesn't like that pie, then what does that mean to you? So here's what it means, right? So then immediately what we do is we start creating padded thoughts and we either make them about ourself. My oven wasn't working that day. The the berries I bought weren't the best. Like it can't actually touch on the fact, oh, they didn't like the pie. It doesn't mean anything. Or we make it about the person. Yeah. We start making excuses. They must be like this. They must have bad taste. Why are we creating all of these parameters and all of these padded thoughts? Because the closer you get to the, this core, the closer you get to this, this is who I am. And if you threaten this, I'll crumble. The more defensive we get. Right? I love it. That's what it is. So this, this is, I'm going to be very vulnerable with you guys. I think I'm a really nice person. I know I'm a really nice person. Like, I am nice. I genuinely care about other people. Look at me. I'm even getting defensive when I'm saying it. I'm nice, damn it. Don't doubt this. (laughs) And if somebody responds in a way that questions my niceness, I freaking lose it. I am the least... (laughs) I am the least nice person. Here's why, though. Because I think deep down, somewhere along the line... I learned that in order for me to have value, in order she's crying now, in order for me to contribute, in order for me to have worth, I need to be nice. And if I'm not going to be nice, if I'm not a nice person, I should just take my ugly butt home. Somewhere down the line, that got picked up and internalized by me. And I was a, I was a heavy little kid. I, people thought I was not cute and I was big and I was too much and I could be nice and I could be funny and I could be entertaining. And that's what I could do. And then if I'm not those things, then you just, you sit down and be quiet and you've got nothing to give. So I want you to think about this for you and yourself. What are those thoughts? So here's how to identify them. I just shared the first way to identify those rules. So that's what we're talking about is you create the padded thoughts around the rules. And one of my rules is I'm a nice person and everybody better think I'm a nice person. Damn it. Damn it. So one way to identify that you're creating a padded thought is you freak out and it's disproportionate. So this is a perfect example when I, I also believe that I'm doing my best. Now, why do I have to believe that I'm doing my best? Because the only way I think I have value is if I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, th- these are deep-seated, pr- like, these are deep-seated things to unpack, right, guys? I'm only doing my best. And, and then what is my best? I have these crazy parameters of what my best is, right? In- including often the reactions of other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, when I was throwing the dance parties and I was literally bleeding for these dance parties sweating, crying, anxiety, hurting myself over these dance parties. And people would come up to me and say, when's the next one? I would be disproportionately offended. Yes. That is nothing to be offended about. No, because in reality, that's a, they, that's a love compliment. What, they love what you give yeah. <laughs> and they're excited to celebrate with you once more. <laughs> What's so tricky about the padded thoughts and why they're a curse is they're very hard to identify. For in yourself. Yeah, totally. Because in the moment, my reaction felt 
um, proportionate Mm -hmm. because I was so strung out and so stressed out. I felt justified in reacting that way. So that's why it can be helpful to talk through situations with someone and go into a mode where like I was talking with Eric and he was forcing it on me, but you might want to say to someone, does my response seem proportionate to the action? And that might be hard to do. And try to ask yourself that. Step back for a moment. Are you freaking out? And then creating all these thoughts, those are padded thoughts. So we're giving you three ways to identify padded thoughts. The first way is notice what you're freaking out about. Notice what you're very sensitive. For me, it's freaking out. For you, it might be sensitive. Your feelings are hurt. You might get very sad. Yeah. You might want to go inside. And yeah. Hide. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily freak out. No. I, I usually just you freak go, in. I go silent. Yeah. yeah. You freak in. Yeah. Freak you in. turtle. I call it the turtle. A lot of people in my life do the turtle. And I get aggressive with them. And the more aggressive I get, the more turtly they get. And then when they do, when they become the turtle, I want to scream at the turtle. And then they just go inside even more. Which is why it works when Eric gets aggressive with me. Is when he gets aggressive with me, I get aggressive back. I don't, I don't go inside myself like the turtle. Right? But when I, when I do it back to you, it just happened upstairs. I got aggressive with you and you just, never mind, I don't know what I'm doing. You just retreated. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look at. Yeah, that's your insecurity, Eric. Oh, I've got plenty. What do, you want, what do you want from me? Okay. So the second way to identify padded thoughts, and remember, padded thoughts are thoughts that you're using to protect yourself, but they're a house of cards. It's actually just protect your ego because yourself is a perfect being. It's whatever you identify with. They form a narrative in which you must meet a requirement or some minimum. So this is what I do. So my padded thoughts are, okay, well, I can't control everything, but I can control this, this, and this. And so if I do these things, then it will be okay. Mm -hmm. And Eric, that's when you kept being like, no, no. You're still, you're still creating padded thoughts. Like you're still creating all of these parameters for yourself. Yeah. And it was just to make you feel good in the moment because yeah. you were feeling defensive and you know, whatever. And so one way, this is our favorite example of this is my mom and my sister and I, we can all tell you how we saved a thousand dollars after spending $400. Yeah. Every time you come up from Target, you say, I basically saved a thousand dollars. Or like last night I ordered like $300 and stuff and I was like, but I didn't buy that one thing that was a thousand dollars so i literally just saved seven hundred dollars see these that's ridiculous those are (laughs) i feel great about it but those are those are examples of a padded thought around a spending habit now they are suggesting that i meet a requirement which is in order to spend money i have to have some reason x y or z of why i spend money yeah do you see what i'm saying so it's so tricky it's so slippery and hopefully you guys are like grabbing onto this but ask yourself am i creating a requirement for myself that i have to achieve that i have to do that i have to accomplish for something to be okay in order for x to be acceptable i have to do y if that is your thought it is a padded thought i also have another idea yeah well another observation i guess what i'm warning against is you can be building you can be building padded thoughts for someone else and it can get in this bad habit yes. of like, oh, this is coming up. I need to call my friend because she's going to help me feel better and give you, and help narrate this thing. So I don't know how to word that any better, but we often enable each other. Well, I think the the best thing to do is, is to check the story you're creating around right. it. And that's often what we're doing. Like that passage you read from Michael Singer is, in order to make something okay, we have to create a story around it. Mm-hmm. So 
let's give you the third way to identify a padded thought, and then we can go into what to replace them with. Because it's not helpful if we just tell you not to do something, but we then don't give you any suggestion of what to do instead. And so the third idea for identifying a padded thought is that it's ultimately centered in lack. It's ultimately centered in this idea of you're not enough. It's not enough. You're not enough. You're not lovable enough. You don't have enough. You won't have enough. You won't be safe enough. Whatever your enough is. It was interesting this morning, I was thinking about my only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. And I thought, what if I replace awesome with successful? Only you can be you and you're already as successful as you need to be. And it really hit me deep because I'm like, no, I'm not. Right? Yeah. And so I want you to think about that. What is your thing? Is it? Your already is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, healthy, fit, um, balanced, kind, uh, loved. Talented, artistic. Special, unique. I think that's just like a really good exercise. Do the one, cycle through words until you get one that the internal dialogue goes, no! (laughs) I would poke it until the gremlins scream back at you. Because that's what happened to me this morning is I was like, you're already as successful as you need to be. And all the gremlins in my brain were like, no, you're not. And I was like, ooh, ooh, right? What's, What's interesting is my point about all of this is you were aware enough to observe that and mm-hmm. not and not get defensive. And the proof that you observed it and are like living with it is you're talking about it right now. That's perfect that you said that because the number one thing to replace a padded thought with is observation. And here's what observation does. Observation brings us into the present moment. Yep. Observation makes it not also personal. So it's not just attacking our ego. So we're not moving into a place of I better defend or I better attack, right? Mm -hmm. Observation also, I think, just gives a healthy way to identify the feelings so you can begin to to process and feel them. Mm -hmm. You know, what padded thoughts are really doing is trying to numb any sense of feeling. They're just another sense of numbing and distraction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this to myself. They were wrong. They were wrong. Uh, I did my, I, you know, I, I did this and I did that and no one can argue with it. Yeah. Those are numbing things other than maybe you feel disappointed. Just feel disappointed. And learn from it. it yeah. And move on. It's okay to feel disappointed. Totally. And that's why I started this episode with, it's okay to not feel awesome. In fact, it's welcome and healthy and necessary to not feel awesome. And I really hope that this podcast, and maybe it started this way, but I hope that this podcast doesn't turn into just another numbing tactic. That's why what we really try to do with this podcast is just help with awareness. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is observation. So observation is the first thing to replace the padded thoughts with. Can I give a tip on observation? Mm -hmm. How I do it? I didn't fully understand when this was taught to me. And so what I've done is I've created this mental image almost. And what I do is I I sit in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. and I watch my thoughts like on a movie screen go like kind of on like like a 
like a ticker go yeah. across the front of my mind. And just that spatial separation mm. in my mind's eye has been a huge tool for me to observe. And so I don't, I don't know if that helps anyone else, but that spatial separation. Well, it's like you can see that you're projecting like a projector, yeah. right? It's like that distance. Like I'm thinking of like a movie theater where you see the little light in the back of the theater and then like there's that giant screen right. out in the distance, right? And, and that's helped me with emotions too. Like I just sit in the back of my mind and I can let the motions go in front of me and I can watch them and I can see them and I can observe them and be and not judge them. Thoughts and emotions. Both. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got this every episode. I got sad. I, I did. I got down. I felt really, really low recently. I was like, I'm going to lay in bed. I share this often. This is like a new thing for me where it's like, I'm going to lay in bed. And what I used to do is I used to just try to push through all those feelings. Go for a run. Go do this. Go do some work. Go do some service. Push, 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 push. And it, and the anxiety would last for so much longer. And that's why I think I've lived so many years of my life in a constant state of like an adrenaline-fueled anxiety state with just stress and anxiety fueling so much um, from not stopping and just so what if you watch 10 hours of television one day? I don't think that's like a healthy habit all of the time. But the degree to which I push and hustle and the pace at which I live my life, if I every couple weeks have to like take 10 hours and just sink, I feel, I, I literally feel fine about that. Do you feel like, and, and like even, even saying that I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound healthy. Oh, maybe that's not okay. And I'm like, eh, that might just be the way I am. Who knows what I'll be like five years from now. That might just be how I am right now. I'm coming off of like an accident a year and a half ago. My body's still healing. You might have just had a baby. Like our bodies are always changing. Our brains are always changing. And so, man, we are just so mean to ourselves. We're so mean to ourselves. And we and we give ourselves these padded thoughts thinking that we're being nice to ourselves. But really what we're doing is we're just perpetuating unreasonable rules. Mm-hmm. That's why these are a curse. That's why these are a house of cards. That's why they leave you thirsty. So that observation, I love your point there, that distance. And then the second way to replace the padded thoughts is just to simply identify your intention. What was my intention? So I really, especially when um, my period is coming, I cannot clearly see reality. I'll say something and I'll go home. So we went to a barbecue yesterday uh-huh. at a new friend's house and I brought her a jar of these little sugar scrubs, these bath scrubs for for yourself. And when I handed them to her, I felt so stupid. Like, I'm such an idiot. She thinks I'm such an idiot for bringing her this present. Why did I bring her this present? And I literally got home and I can't see reality. Like, I can't see how me bringing someone a present could only be fine. And so now I'm at a point in my life where I observe it and I go, wow, this seems like um not, re- this doesn't seem real, that, that you're equating these two scenarios, that you're equating you with giving someone a present with you being worthless and stupid. And so then what I do is I go, what was my intention with giving her a present? What was my intention, Allison? What was your real intention? And I was like, I really, really love these scrubs. They make me really happy. I really was touched that they invited us over. We don't know each other very well. And it's a lot of effort to invite people over to your house. Mm -hmm. And one way that I like to show love is by giving people things I love. 
And I literally like had to go through this whole process. And I don't know if these are padded thoughts, right? Like, but it's not like, it's what was my intention there? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my intention was to share love, period. And then I have to let it go past that. Let it go See, huge. the padded thoughts would be, well, I'm a nice person because I did that. Or the padded thoughts will be like, well, if she thinks I'm stupid, that's on her. Well, here's all the reasons I'm not stupid. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Those are the padded thoughts. Yep. The thing to hold on to is, is the intention. And I've shared this before, and it's changing my life, is Gary Zukov says that your emotions unveil your intentions. So what my emotion in that moment, and it was, it was hormones and it was different things in my brain. In that moment, I was more worried about what she thought of me than what my intention was. And that's why I was feeling stupid. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and that's it. So when I go back to my intention and then I just leave it. And, and guess what? If your intention was that somebody thinks you're a nice person or that somebody doesn't think you're stupid, that's fine too. Observe that and honor that and go, next time, maybe I want this to be my intention. Or not. I mean, it's your life. You get to choose how to live it. <laughs> Do okay. what you want. And the third thing to replace it with is your best is enough. That's it. Your best is enough. If you are breathing, I think you're doing your best. That's I, I really do. Because some days it's hard to breathe. Some days it's hard to get out of bed. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it should be easy to get out of bed every day. I think that's the other thing is we all think it should be easy to get out of bed every day. I don't think it should be hard to get out of bed every day. I don't think you should just dread your life. If you're in that place, okay, then we've got some talking to do right? You shouldn't dredge your life, but it's this balance of, but you also shouldn't expect that every day you just pop out of bed, rip roaring, ready to face the day. You just, you're doing your best every day. And that, that's what I have to do, right? I have to go back to, let me observe what's happening here. What is my intention? And I'm doing my best. How do I know I'm doing my best? I showed up and my best looks different every day. Everything else around that can start to be padded thoughts. I'm not saying like those are the only three things you should ever think about ever. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Those are your three ways of thinking. But really it comes down to being present. So beware the curse of the padded thoughts. Let's recap the episode. Padded thoughts are thoughts, stories, narratives, ideas you create around these rules that you have. And these rules are helping you keep your ego safe. They're helping you keep your identity safe. One of the strongest tendencies in human nature is to reinforce our sense of identity because that's a survival instinct. Yep. It's literally from our primitive brain hardware. It's like our caveman brain. It's programmed in us. It's why people are so obsessed with, you know, I'm an Enneagram this and I'm an introvert this and I'm a, you know, zebra pants wearing this, right? Like we create all of these external factors to identify ourselves so we have this sense of belonging. But so often those just slip into ego where we're trying to protect something that isn't even real. Right. Okay. And you can't protect it anyway. Well, you can't, pro- yeah, yeah, you can't protect it anyway because it's not real. It's not real. The curse of the padded thoughts is they're always going to leave you thirsty in their house of cards. It's this illusion of control you're trying to build. How to identify them? You freak out. When the rules start to get touched, you freak out and you start creating padded thoughts around the rule. They are centered in lack. And they also suggest that you have to meet requirements or minimums in order to be good enough. Okay, you're going to replace them with observation, noticing your intention, and letting your best be enough. And then we're all just hopefully going to feel a little more awesome (laughs) than we did before. 
So we know this was an abstract one, but it was really helpful to both of us. We really hope it serves you. We're so grateful to have you listening to the podcast. You're doing an amazing job. I really think this topic is life-changing. Yeah, it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. It's just really, really interesting. I think the importance of it is is we're building ourselves into a sense of false security. Mm-hmm. I told Eric, I'm like, this can be really triggering because if you tell me my thoughts aren't correct and I need to change them all because they're all padded thoughts, I'm going to freak out at you because I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't want that responsibility. And then I was like, I'm not saying you have the responsibility. <laughs> but that's why we're offering you these ideas of observation, noticing your intention and letting your best be enough every day. And I'm just going to add this, be nicer to yourself. Give yourself a freaking break. Give yourself a freaking break. Give yourself a freaking break. I am just ruthless. I am ruthless And also with myself. give everyone else a freaking break. Yeah. Everybody's doing their best. Okay. Eric, we are almost to a thousand written reviews. Did you notice this? We have, we have, no, we have over, a th- we have over a c- whatever thousands reviews, but I want our written reviews to be at a thousand. So I want to do a written review bonanza again. <laughs> where you guys are sharing those reviews and we're going to be sending out really awesome packages. And so if you guys can go, it helps boost it in the algorithm. We love them. We appreciate them. Eric, what do you got for us today? I just want to say these reviews are just getting better and better. It's hard to choose. Thank you guys so much. This is from JJM2327. They say, I have the meeting to write this for a couple of weeks and here it goes. Your podcast and Awesome On Demand truly helped me save myself and improve my marriage when I hit rock bottom. I hit a low place I had never been, and although I have followed you on social media, I hadn't signed up for AOD or listened to your podcast. I decided that night and dove in at about 2 a.m. <laughs> I signed up for AOD, Awesome On Demand and ordered the calendar and subscribed to the podcast. It has changed my life. I am changing into the best version of myself and my family and my, no one cares about your kids, and my four children now do daily gratitude as well as listening to you and Eric, and I love all of your descriptions about him and I don't care if it annoys people. The episode where you talked about the alchemist and a person's personal legend struck hard. I got it and I listened to it twice. I'm on my path and everything I have is everything I need. I love all the gems of knowledge you share and I don't think there has been one episode that I haven't had at least one takeaway. I have shared episodes with friends and family that I felt they could use and I look forward to every new episode like my gift for the week. Thank you for making the world more awesome just by being in it and for sharing your awesome to help everyone feel their best. I am better and happier and more me from listening to you, which flows out into my life and family, and my husband tells me how much more positive I am, and he can see all the changes I am making, and loves chatting about the podcast also. Words don't do justice. Everyone needs a bit of you guys in their lives. Who is that from? JJM2327. I'm just, I really have to go take pictures, and I'm like hard sobbing over here. Thank you so much for that. I love what she said, where she said, it's helping me be more of me. Man, if that isn't the goal of the Allison show, that you're more of your own show, I don't know what is. I appreciate that so much. And thank you so much for bringing up Awesome On Demand, which is my membership. We take everything we talk about and then we add live coaching. We add accountability systems and tons and tons of tools. Like she said, the gratitude practices. So be sure to check that out at theallisonshow.com. And we are going to send you a goodie pack of things from Party With Allison. So shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. Thank you guys so much. You're doing an incredible job. You're beautiful. 
beautiful. Your hair looks fantastic. I'm going to pad you up with all these padded thoughts. I don't give a crap. I take it all back. Forget everything we said. You are fantastic. We love you. Thank you for being here. And I want to remind you, only you can be you. And you are already as awesome and everything else that you need to be. Eric, what are you going to take us out on? We have a new collection called Parisian Cafe. This, this song could be in a Pixar movie, I think. It's called Cats. Cats. <laughs>